right now. We're going to talk Gator soccer because they've already got two matches under their belt, including a win yesterday. New coach Samantha Bohan is here. Congratulations on your win. Thanks, Steve. Um, all right. If somebody, uh, you're, you're the new kid in town, mm-hmm. so to speak, and you've seen your team, what are fans going to see when they go out and, and watch your team perform? I'd like to think that they'll see a blue-collar work rate, a lot of uh, effort, a lot of kind of gritty play, working hard for each other, connected, a lot of the little things like the 50-50 balls, like the tackling, pressing, that kind of stuff. So just really that kind of blue-collar work rate. I know that you know you, some of these kids you've inherited and some you brought in for yourself, but in terms of what you're asking them, and I know Mary can tell you this, when it comes to soccer strategy, it, it, this is what I know, the big zero, okay? So if I ask you something stupid, bear with me. Yeah. But, I mean, there's different ways of attacking and different ways to defend. Mm-hmm. Is your style of that different than maybe predecessors? Uh, I actually think it's probably a blend of both. So we, we like to play possession, but it's possession with a purpose. And there will be times that we'll call for a little bit more of a direct style of play, which is what they played last year. So I think it's just a little bit of, of both. Now, when you t- take a look at your team, uh, when you prepared for the season, they've got to get used to you. You've got to get used to them from a chemistry standpoint and trying to you know, mesh the two. Has that gone well? It's gone exceptionally well, maybe better than I expected, because you have to think we have a 16-day preseason. So I hadn't even stepped on a soccer field with this team, and then 16 days later, we're playing UCF. So that's a really unusual situation. A lot of coaching changes happen mid-year, so you get the spring to work with them. So we're in a little bit of a diff- different situation than a lot of uh, programs that had a coaching uh, change. But to the team's credit, they've really fully invested and bought into what we're trying to do, and it's been an easier transition than um, I maybe even expected just because they've just been so eager and willing. You've got uh, a nice new place to recruit yes. to that 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 helps that too. is not 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 <laughs> a bad not a bad uh, place to call home i mean we were just sitting there about 30 minutes ago and the entire team had stayed after breakfast and we're watching tv together and you you know you talk about the chemistry and the relationship building that facility really fosters what we're trying to build as a culture of just that connectedness off the field as well as on the field and i think it, it, it's really been pretty organic and really natural what attracted you to this job how long is the show? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, gosh, there's so many things. I mean, I'm from Florida, so I'm certainly aware of the brand of, of Florida Gators and Florida Athletics in particular. The support is is unparalleled. I mean, just across the board with every sport, um, the support from the other coaches. I mean, I'm constantly getting texts from a lot of the coaches here. I've spent you know an impromptu 20 minutes with Billy Napier on Thursday. Uh, just popped into his office with Katie Turner. I mean, just everybody's out to help everybody, and that's a really unique thing that Florida brings is they just want to see everyone succeed. There's no jealousy. Everyone's celebrating each other's uh, victories, and that's just something really special. Okay. Um, <clears throat> take me into uh, prepping for an opponent. Now, I believe you're Thursday, Texas, right? Baylor. Baylor. Okay. Yep, we've got Baylor on Thursday, and then – Texas on Sunday. Okay, I had it flip-flopped. Okay, yep. so now you leave Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Okay, so when do you start preparing? Do you do it 
Baylor and Texas? Do you do it just Baylor? And when do you start prepping? So we assign from a scouting standpoint, each of our assistant coaches have one of the scout assignments. So they are just preparing for that one opponent. And then we just take one at a time. You just can't afford to kind of do both. So we will start, today was a regeneration session. Tomorrow is off. And then we actually fly early Wednesday morning. So we're getting a, a practice session at uh, University of Texas on Wednesday afternoon, and then we play them on Thursday. So there's not a lot of prep time. You'll you'll sense a theme to our season. Not a lot of prep time, but uh, I, I mean that's just it is what it is, and that's one of the things we've asked about our team is just to be really resilient and um, you know just put their head down and do work. And if they do that, they're going to be successful. You know, one of the things I think that's interesting about the SEC because it's so competitive in mm-hmm. everything. Did you know the league well? before you got here and the quality of play in the league? Sure. I spent uh, four years at Tennessee as uh, an assistant coach uh, and recruiting coordinator, and then just being connected with a lot of the SEC coaches I've, I've known for a while, and in particular Becky Burley, who was here at Florida for a long time. So I've watched a, a good amount of SEC um, play, so I have a, a, a general idea, but some of the specifics of certain players – from a scouting standpoint, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve here, but we've got a tremendous staff that I feel like even just these last two games, we've gone into the matchup really well prepared. If you have a question for Coach, you can uh, ask it over at 392-8255. I, you know, we were just talking about this off uh, before we got on here, but I can only imagine if you've coached, anybody's coached for a while, and all of a sudden, and you're just kind of used to and all of a sudden all these changes happen, seemingly at once nil you know conference realignment all of that how much of an adjustment you know people talk about the players and i get that but it's also an adjustment for you all isn't it <laughs> sure you know this is my 22nd season of college coaching so it, it's certainly changed over the course of the years and i think that's even more of a reason why it's important for you to establish relationships with your players because i think then you can have a real sense of those changes and evolutions of the student athlete uh, if you if you have that disconnect then you're maybe caught a little bit more off guard and you don't know how to connect or relate with them so that's one of the things and strategies we've done as a staff is just try to really invest in the relationship piece to kind of help us keep our finger on the pulse of, of the student athletes uh, is there concern from a coach that and i'm not sure if it's that way in your sport but you know okay player x gets a really big nil deal and player Y doesn't get as big a one. Is there a locker room concern? Not at this point. I'm not saying that foreshadowing down into the future that that might be an issue, but right now, no. I think everybody uh, has their own level of interest in pursuing NIL deals. So, you know, I've heard a little bit of chatter um, of, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And a lot of it, it's actually they're sharing different opportunities and ideas to try and, give an opportunity to a teammate especially the new newcomers so uh, it's actually been the opposite where they've tried to help other teammates find opportunities so i think that that's been a wonderful wonderful thing that's good to hear because i think the impression certainly is just the opposite that it's going to crush a locker room there's going to be jealousy among the teams and instead you're saying some have helped that that's good to hear well and i think our sport might be a little bit different True. than maybe some True. of the, other, football. the yeah, other ones i, I get yeah. that um <laughs> You know, a lot of times in a sport, um, over you've coached 22 years, um, a sport changes. And again, I'm not a big, you know, so has your sport changed since the time you started coaching? Oh, tremendously. Tell me how. I, 
whew, gosh, so many things. I mean, I think the way that we coached at the beginning, and I would even say maybe 10 years, the evolution of sports science, we know so much more about the science part of like periodization, which is like how much load you put on players each day. Um, you know, our players are wearing catapult, you know, that's a GPS tracker to track their distances and their high speed intervals. And now we wear the whoop band that tracks their sleep and just overall wellness. So the science piece of things has really increased. And then I would also say the video and data of performance. Now every game you get, you know, this report and it talks about possession, completion, percentages, all these things. So, and we're very lucky that we have a full-time video um, analyst and he he's tremendous. He went with the U.S. U23 women's national team to Sweden, Chris. Um, and we are so lucky because he, he definitely helps us, uh, again, use the data to try and impact our performance. It's been great. Um, you know, baseball <coughs> uses the term analytics, mm -hmm. right? And I guess that would be the same. same. Are, are yep. you that type? Are you into the analytics stuff? Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm a nerd <laughs> at heart. I went to Duke, so um, <laughs> so there is some of that. I think the question that we always ask as a staff is, is, is this going to impact performance? You know, and if that's the case, then it's something that we would offer to our team. But we don't want to inundate them with so much data that it kind of paralyzes them or makes them a little bit more robotic because – Part of our sport requires creativity and there's a fluidness to, to the performance. So we don't want to have it too micromanaged, but we also want to give them maybe some trends and things to look for. Uh, in ending here, I know you've got some road matches coming up, but uh, talk about when, you can, when, when you're going to be home when people can watch you play. Yeah, we are on the road for the next uh, two games, and then we come back with a heck of an opening home weekend. We play USF and uh, Florida State, so two, two local uh, Florida rivalries and both really, really good squads. You know, Florida State's the reigning national champion, and USF is always a, a big battle, so we love to have people come out and wear that orange and blue. Final question. Um, as you look around the landscape of the SEC and, and know, you know how competitive and how good it is, I mean, coaches want to win now, and I get that. But sometimes is it a process mm -hmm. to put what you have in place to get the kids to buy into it? Isn't there a process in this? Yeah, I mean, what I always say is we're trying to build a program and not a team. And it's a different mindset. We're not trying to do a quick fix that might not last long term. What we're trying to do is instill kind of the bedrock fundamental uh, identities to our team and then just build and layer on top of it. But at Florida, with all the support and all the resources available, it maybe is a little bit of a quicker build than at some other places. Good to have you here. You're welcome anytime. And again, next two on the road and then next week, right, is when the Correct. home stuff. Okay. Yep. Well, thank you. Good to meet you nice in to person, meet you too, and you're welcome anytime. Thank